A FAM production. Furniture and mattress. FAM.news. Oh, it's the Dos Marcos Show, and we are going to show you how to automate, elevate, and dominate. Outward Inc. is on the show today with innovative ideas to catapult your business to a new level. The Dos Marcos Show begins right now. Welcome to the Dos Marcos Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. Uno, dos, tequila! Welcome aboard. Here's your passport to a planet filled with the mattress industry's brightest minds and biggest ideas. Meet your guides. I'm Mark Kinsley, president and CEO of Englander. And I'm Mark Quinn, co-founder of Spink & Co. and VP of Sherwood Betting. Together, they are Dos Marcos. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in three, two, one. Hello, Mr. Kinsley. Hello, Mr. Quinn. That's a great looking purple shirt you got on there. Thank does it have a whale on it? It's got a it does have a whale. A whale. See it? Right there? You, you're the king of whale shirts. I am my wife must have found a sale. I'm pretty sure of it. Um, so I'm not very happy with you actually. Okay, what's new? So let's just start with that. Well, this whole toast and roast thing for Vegas Market, you called me and told me your idea. And what did I tell you? You said, I hate that idea, and it's also going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I do hate the idea because I don't want to put any attention on me for that. But if it's a reason to get the fam together and people in this audience to come together, I just want you to know I appreciate it very much because I know you're doing it to be kind. And we always talk about you have to celebrate cool stuff in your life. And so this was definitely a cool thing for me. And uh, anyway... I, I look forward. Hopefully, everyone can come. I'll let you give them the details. It's at the Englander space, but it's at Vegas Market. I, I have a feeling there will be about three seconds of a toast and about ten minutes of people making fun of me. So if you're in, if you're into that, so just come and in, in, in visit us. What is the Englander space number? And it's Sunday night. Is that right? Yeah. So the Englander space number is C fifteen ninety six, and so it's C fifteen ninety six at Las Vegas Market, the Englander showroom. We are having a toast and roast for Mark Quinn, because like you said, I think it's important to highlight life's big moments. And I want to raise a glass to you. And I want all of our friends and the fam to come together to celebrate your new role at Mattress Firm. I just think we need to pause and make sure that we memorialize these moments together. So at 4 p.m. on July 24th, come and join the fam at the Englander space during Las Vegas market, 4 p.m. July 24th, we'll see you there. How about that, Quinn? And We're taking yes. tequila shots. Yes, I'm a yes, I'm a yes. But I, you know, anyway, we've already gone through it. We have bigger things to talk about though, don't we? We have Outward Inc. here and I'm really fired up. Uh, great guests, Leah and Garav, and we have a lot to talk about, Kinsley. This is innovative stuff and that's the stuff we try to Always tell our audience we're on the lookout for them. We curate the coolest things out there, right? That's right. We, we try to bring to the forefront um, ideas, innovations, processes, uh, tricks and tips, anything we think that we can curate that's going to have a positive impact on your business and move this industry forward. And so when we came across Outward, we're like, this is a no-brainer. And uh, of course, I'm going to start with Leah. Leah, you've been listening to the show, and I'm sure that you've caught up on all roughly 365 episodes. 
naturally. I mean, in my sleep, I just make sure to listen to you. So I try to absorb the most messages that I possibly can. But every waking minute that um, I can spend with the fam, I, I certainly do. That. I just heard her say we were so boring that we put her to sleep. That's what I heard. <laughs> hey, us being no, but definitely a loyal listener. Very excited. To Thank you. Well, Leah. we're excited to have you, and and it's Leah Kirkland, and you are uh, with Outward. You've been there for seven years. You're on the Aperture Sales side of the business, and we're going to get dig into what that is. And uh, Grav Sethi, the co-founder of Outward Inc. and the VP of Business Development, is here. Uh, Grav, you've got 28 years of high tech product engineering, product management, business development experience. Um, with leadership roles at companies like Dell, Compact, NEC, um, Qualcomm, among others. Uh, did I capture enough of your history there? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that sounded so good. <laughs> well, hey, um, appreciate that. No, uh, thank you for uh, having us. Well, tell this us, give us the backstory. Um, tell us about Outward, uh, because I, I think the thing that I start with is, Oh my gosh, this company is actually owned by William Sonoma or William Sonoma purchased the company. That's right. That's right. Yeah. No, uh, we started outward, uh, Clarence Chewy, who's my partner and I, uh, the two co-founders, we started back in October of 2012, uh, typical Silicon Valley fashion. I'd say we raised a little bit of money, had some ideas and, you know, our, our careers and background is uh, always been around sort of image processing, uh, computer graphics, computer vision, and, we started to look at retail and uh, saw, you know, several kind of universal issues, if you will, certain gaps in the way uh, products are being merchandised or could be merchandised. And we ended up building a highly automated uh, 3D platform. And uh, yeah, I'd say most of the lifestyle brands in the U.S. were our customers. And less than five years later, we were purchased by William Sonoma Inc. It was also based uh, kind of in our neighborhood in San Francisco. Uh, we've always been based in San Jose, California. So um, that was amazing. And they have been an amazing parent company, uh, amazing uh, sort of acquire, if you will. And, um, you know, we're structured independently. So we, we've still got all the autonomy we did before the acquisition, just with a little bit more money. <laughs> and uh, our charter has expanded. So, we certainly, you know, kind of support our parent company brands with the tech that we build. But since the acquisition, uh, which is coming up on about five years ago, uh, we've been, you know, heads down building the Aperture platform because we, we feel like there's a huge opportunity there for a platform that can be completely self-serve. I think that's a term that's thrown around a lot, but really this is truly self-serve. And uh, we hope will help kind of democratize um, you know, the idea of creating professional product photography um, to a lot of people. Okay, paint a picture for us. For those who don't know what Aperture is, you're talking about self-serve, yeah. you're talking about photography. Tell yeah. us what it you is. Know, the, the, you know, so ha having come from the background that we have and, and having gone through the 3D uh, kind of platform building and automation, automation, I'd say, as a theme has been kind of our core always is to bring efficiencies to look at uh, enterprises and the, the way they create content and to figure out, hey, this is a core business process. We wanna make this more efficient. Um, and generally without any compromise in uh, the creative flexibility and the aesthetics and the intent there. 
Um, and so we started out defining the Aperture platform. We wanted to kind of circle back and kind of look at content again. And, you know, photography is not going away. Photography, the, all the goodness of photography is still very much needed. It still very much dominates uh, how product uh, visuals are created. Uh, despite, you know, uh, uh, all of this buzz around 3D and augmented reality and virtual reality, these are wonderful things and in some ways maybe the future, but it is super nascent and there are some inherent issues. And so we wanted to circle back and say, how do we now think about just purely the photography process? We really wanted to focus on that. And um, look, it's, it's a process that uh, is done differently by different enterprises, wh whether they're a manufacturer or retailer, whether they're small, medium or large uh, companies, but it is cumbersome and it is generally not something that has evolved much uh, in the last few decades. And so we wanted to build a platform to address that um, with the Aperture platform. And it it is not a pure software play. It can't be. When we started to really think through it, there is a need to control the environment, the physical environment in which you're shooting products. And so we ended up years later um, building what we call a aperture capture rig. It is literally a 20 feet by 20 feet by 10 feet high uh, photo studio. It's, it's like a 21st century photo studio, if you will. It's got sensors, a robotic camera system. It's completely self-contained. It's got its own flooring. Um, and um, it is connected to the cloud. And we, in addition, built a cloud SaaS uh, web application platform that uh, connects into that, controls it, um, and together builds the Aperture platform. And the idea is super simple. It's the idea of automation again. So anyone, it could be a photographer or a creative person, but it could be a warehouse worker. It could be a marketing coordinator. It could be the owner of a mom and pop store. It doesn't matter. Um, it could be a layman of some sort. You can load in a product, uh, could be case good, upholstery, decac, rugs, lighting, um, leather piece, uh, indoor, outdoor, um, and you hit a button. You hit a button on a PC, we provide the PC as well. <laughs> and um, so It sounds like you just and, made it so easy, Gaurav, that like anyone can use it. And Leah, I know you've talked to me about like, you know, different uh, integrations with people and you're on the front line also with the customers. Can you take us through like, why are people reacting so well to it? Like, what is it about the system you guys have built and Grav and his partner put together that seems to be resonating and why is there so much interest in it? Sure, and I know that Kinsley is the IT master um, in the FAM space, but even you, Quinn, could use this. Even me, could thank you, use, you, Leah, thank you. If, if anybody would doubt its uh, ease of use. But yeah, I think everything that Gaurav mentioned, I think what we kept on seeing is as we're going through websites, as we're going through marketing, as we're talking to both manufacturers and retailers in the space, there's no shortage of marketing ideas and creativity, but there is a shortage of the ability to execute, have images to fulfill all of these channels. I think we continue to see... Um, product pages that really have a lot of inconsistencies on them, right? Retailers really want to brand themselves. They don't always want to use manufacturer images, but trying to tackle photography 
for their line and their offering is incredibly challenging, right? It's challenging from a money standpoint. It's challenging from a time standpoint. You end up in a bunch of editing loops. And so I think a lot of people just kind of threw up their hands and quite honestly stopped dreaming about what they could do and what their brand could be. And so what this enables is this enables somebody to, it enables a retailer, it enables a manufacturer to no longer be limited by just the images that they're given or the images that they painfully take, right? You can have consistent branding. You can have great product pages. You can have all of these great experiences. And, you know, to Garab's point, we've, we have been in the 3D space, right? There are a lot of great experiences on a product page, spinning furniture, putting things in room planner that really help at the bottom of the funnel. But if a consumer is going to be inspired by their product, they need an image, right? They need to understand what this product looks like. Um, and so we've had, we've heard a lot of frustration about it. We, um, we see people uh, sort of release their shoulders a bit when they start to dream about what it could be. But that's really, I think, removing some of the editing loops, removing that brand inconsistency, removing a lot of pain from the process to enable brands, both manufacturers and retailers, to do what they never thought that they could before. So Kinsley, and how many, oh, I'm sorry, Gaurav, I just wanted to paint one more part of the picture and then, I'm gonna, and, and then I'll get to you. Kinsley, so this is like, how many photo shoots have we been in, right? So we've conducted photo shoots around the mattress category. So the way that looks now, you get a showroom, you bring in a line of beds, you get the photographer, you spend at least an hour, maybe more, probably more, getting the light sets right. You've got a some kind of gaffer or someone there like helping the photographer set it. And there's a lot that goes into that before you ever even are able to take your first shot. And so a lot of coordination goes around that versus uh, you bring a bed in, put it into the outward system, walk out of the space and hit a button and you're done. Kinsley, how about that for an easy button? I can't tell you how many retailer warehouses and manufacturing warehouses slash uh, very, very terrible photo studios I've seen. And most of the time it's somebody putting up, you know, the infinite sweep piece of white paper it's walked all over. It's got shoe prints on it. You've got some camera that your brother-in-law said is a great camera. And, and the photography really matches <laughs> the quality that you could expect from an environment like that. And it's, it's frustrating for people. And so they do end up not creating assets at the manufacturing level. And then the retailer gets upset with the manufacturer because they don't have assets. And so the retailer says, oh, forget it. I'm going to spin up my own studio. And they have similar problems because they're trying to run a business with a warehouse where forklifts are driving all over the place. And that's where they put the photo studio. So it's not contained and it's not protected. And then everybody is just frustrated with each other. And what do they do? Just what you described, Leah. They say, okay, I'm going to throw my hands up and I'm going to move on to something else. And I'm just going to hope. I'm going to hope that it gets better and it doesn't. And, and I tell you, you know, on the manufacturing side of things, there's more of a mandate in my perspective for these manufacturers to give really good silo images, good room scene images, being able to uh, provide that retailer with all the assets they're going to need to drive those programs forward. And on the retailer side of things, I've seen plenty of retailers say, well, these are great, but for the way our brand is presenting product, it's not the manufacturer images aren't going to work. So we need to do our own thing. So you got a lot of these different use cases 
and the people that have invested and are doing this well, and, and I know people on the retail and the manufacturing side have been using the outward product. It's having an impact on their business, you know, and, and I think that's, that's the real, you know, headline here is, is it going to work? Is it going to help me make more money? It's going to save you money and it's going to help you make more money. We have to get to a place as an industry where this is just part of the process instead of an afterthought, instead of something that um, we wish was better. And that's why Quinn and I are like, okay, this is time to, it's time to surface the outward story here. Yeah. And, and the cool thing is it's not part of the process. It is the process, right? Like this is the shortcut to that. Gaurav, right before I said something to Kinsley, you were about to say something. Please go ahead and share that. I was just going to say, it's obviously a fragmented a market landscape. There's lots of companies, you know, that don't um, even have the budgets. They don't feel like they can do their own photography, whether it's in-house or via third party um, so they don't. And the visual presence that they have or their promotional um, aspect really suffers. And so they may have beautiful products and having been catering to a local audience for many, many years, multi-generational. We see this all the time. Um, and we've got customers like that that have really started to control their destiny. And I think that's really what it's about. You know, you, uh, when you automate something in the way we've done, what does that really mean? It means that you can do it when you want. You're not scheduling it. You can do it when you want. You can do as much as you want. So you can be very comprehensive. And you can do it in a way that really targets your customer, that really maximizes the sort of visual merchandising aspect. If you're a manufacturer, you can cater to your customers in a way that really conforms to their requirements and aesthetic needs being comprehensive. If you're a retailer, I think you um, can really control your destiny. Well, yeah. and I'll tell you, Garav, one thing that we've talked about on the show in relation to visual merchandising is the idea that consumers want to be able to envision the product in their home in a way that they are going to be proud of. I mean, there's so many people that want to make that Instagram worthy vignette. Uh, and so if you don't help them go there in their mind first, then they're far less likely to come into your store and make that purchase. And, I, and one of the things I think is really cool about the Aperture platform is, and this sounds simple, but it comes with custom backgrounds. So that will actually fit your brand. And these are not just like, oh, custom backgrounds from a ho-hum designer. These are the experts responsible for the iconic product looks of Pottery Barn, West Elm, and others. And I'll tell you, whenever I first started shopping for furniture, when I, my wife and I first got married, and this was over 15 years ago, we just went to the store that looked like the store where we wanted to have in our home and it was Pottery Barn. And so if you can help people visualize it for themselves, they're far more likely to come there and, and pick it up. So it's not just like the silo imagery, you're helping them complete the look. Absolutely. We want to enable folks to really uh, be able to see these products in situ in a way that's relevant to them, in a way that's photo real, in a way that doesn't look like a traditional background being pasted onto the photograph of, of an item. And so there's a lot of kind of, I'd say, sophistication under the hood in terms of how we do background environments. They kind of auto-adapt and scale when you hit that button uh, in our software in a way that looks like it was actually shot in that environment. And yeah. uh, I think that's been a huge 
of huge value to our customers. Leah, on that note, so he talks about the value. Talk about, you're about to say something, so bake that in, but I'm, I really want you to talk to whatever you're about to say. Talk about the, like for me, I, I hear you guys talking, so process is good for simplicity, all that, but I think it's also a control on quality, right? So if you have different photographers coming in, they light it differently. Every time he may not be available, you may have to have another photographer. This makes everything so buttoned up and so consistent that the images are so good. So there's that part. And then there's a massive cost savings, right? Because you're not having to do all the other stuff. Can you talk us through some of that? Yeah, you nailed it with the um, with talking about the consistency. And we see this a lot, whether it's different photographers coming in or they're having to move their studio locations around. It's hard to keep the lighting. It's hard to keep the backgrounds consistent. And especially if you're you know, a retailer or even a, a manufacturer, right? You have a great selling group. You decide to bring in the chair with that group. Maybe you just had the sofa before. You need to photograph it. All of a sudden, they're on the same product page. They're on the same thumbnail page, but those silos look completely different. The consumer's brain is going, what do I trust? Which one of these does this actually look like? Looks a little yellow over here. Looks a little white over here, right? It's important to get color. It's important to get quality right with furniture so that brand, you know, so that consumers know what they can trust. And the point that I was going to make is, you know, we're talking about silo photography. And I think one of the things that, you know, probably shouldn't have surprised us, but did, is this is not just a small retailer problem. This is not just a medium manufacturer problem. This is a pottery barn problem. This is, we've had retailers from top 100s, you know, chasing us down to say, please help us. We've had, we've had this implemented at stores that, at retail stores that are $5 million of revenue, right? So it really spans all different sizes. And so if you're thinking, I don't think I'm big enough for this. I don't think, I think I might be too big for this. Managing your silo photography should not be as hard as it feels. And this is a problem at all ends of the spectrum and all types of company sizes. So, so Leah, I want to make a comment as a large retailer, now that I'm on the retail side, <laughs> for manufacturers out there, we've been talking about retail. I just want you to know, like part of how retailers pick any of us, because I was on the manufacturing side and <clears throat> sold for most of my career, but Part of that is how easy are you to work with, right? So when you bring a product, that's just part of it, right? So the other thing is like your bank of marketing assets, like I can't do anything with your product unless I have a way to build value in the products that you, you send me to sell. And if you have a killer bank of photography that makes your products look really, really good, then you're easier for me to deal with than the guy that doesn't. And what I love about your system is that you can literally, when you take the pictures of it, you hit the button, it goes into the cloud, and then you could link me directly to that folder. And I'm seeing the shots in real time. And then that whole folder is available to me and my entire team anytime we need it. I think that's brilliant. A thousand percent. And what are, what are manufacturers doing right now? We hear a lot that containers are coming in. People are finally having inventory. They need to move inventory. What a great way to enable your retailers to move that, right? Give them lots of shots that they can use on social, that they can use in retargeting ads, that they can use in print to keep on moving product, make them really high quality, make it so it's a no-brainer for them to help sell your product. You know, it reminds me of how uh, West Elm installed our uh, capture rig, 
They installed it in Brooklyn a few weeks ago, and they put it right in their receiving area of their sample warehouse. And so as soon as the product comes in, it gets unboxed, it goes into the aperture rig, they hit a button, they go put it in inventory. And that's been their take on kind of operationalizing silhouettes, small vignettes, close groupings, elevated shots, all of it. Um, and so the velocity without the loss of creative sort of flexibility, because they have a very different look and feel than a lot of our other customers, I think has is, is been really key. That's such a great point. Operationalizing the input, the photography, it's in inventory, and now you know you're gonna have the assets you need because it, like you said, it's that, that one capture and now you have that isolated image, that image, that silhouette photography, which can effectively be automated into um, other environments, you know, with different backgrounds and different use cases. And now you're not having to worry about, oh gosh, we got to go get that one off the floor that's our model, or we're going to have to unbox something and then box it back up and put it in, in inventory. Um, I think that's, a, that's, that's really good. And you have teams that help people um, understand how to, how to make this work, how to make it flow. Absolutely. Yeah. Part of our onboarding and also kind of uh, customer support that's ongoing is the idea of training anyone. We'll train anyone because it's so simple. And uh, we also take kind of account, we have a creative group. So uh, one of the kind of interesting aspects of our platform is it's on demand, but you can also hit a button in our software and get creative support so that if you've never thought about a style guide for your brand, or you want to refine that brand aesthetic, or you're trying to create one for your customers because you're a manufacturer, you want to create something that's really on brand for them, you can get help from us to set up these custom templates within the software. So you, again, are just hitting one button to get that lighting and shadow and post um, done automatically. We were talking ahead of time, Leah, and, and you said one of the biggest opportunities is using technology to improve the consumer browsing experience. And I like what you said about make it as fun and inspiring to browse or daydream about home furnishings as it is to think about your next vacation. That seems like a tall order. Can we get there? I think we can get there. I mean, I think if 2020 has taught us anything, people can be inspired by home. People are excited by updating their home. People are excited by reimagining what their home can do for them. And I think now that we've got everybody sort of scratching that itch and we've got everybody inspired, we've got to keep them that way, right? They may have replaced a room of furniture, but you know what? They probably have some other rooms that they could be equally inspired to, uh, to save. So keep them, keep them going. And now that we're already on that track, Let's keep them excited about what their home can look like and how that can make them feel. And if, and if you're a really um, sophisticated marketer and you, you have good CRM in place for customers who come in and made a purchase, now you can do just what you described. You can come in and say, you bought a dining room set and then you could create some marketing automation that would start uh, presenting imagery uh, for other rooms. Hey, is it time to refresh your living room as well? Is it time to refresh your bedroom? And you can make sure that it doesn't duplicate on the purchase they previously made, but you gotta have those assets and you gotta be able to tell that compelling visual story in order to deploy that type of effective marketing. That's right, and you know, to piggyback on that, I think one thing that we haven't talked about is, or haven't emphasized enough, is that once you capture something once, you don't have to reshoot to get a completely different look. 
So if you want to continue to inspire that customer, you might have captured that item one time, that asset one time. If all of a sudden Joanna Gaines, I'm sure she's a listener of the pod, fan of the Mm -hmm. pod. If Joanna Gaines changes from shiplap to like an Adobe mud hut aesthetic, right? You can automatically update all of your photography in your library to have an Adobe mud hut background, right? If you're going into a new season, right? So we're getting ready to get into fall. Maybe you sell some outdoor furniture. Why don't you update the backgrounds of that? Why don't you update your photography to what the consumer is thinking about right now and make it especially relevant for them? This is something that you cannot do in photography, right? You've got to schedule another shoot. You've got to get a photographer. You've got to nothing against the white paint industry, but you got to repaint that white floor. You got to find a location. Um, you don't have to do that anymore. So, is the point that trends change? At the point that your brand changes, your imagery can change with that after you capture it just one time. Leah, are, are you sure, like Adobe Mud Hut, is that even a thing? <laughs> Come on. Are, you, way, are you... you making crap up on the show in real time? I just want to know. Come clean right now. I have never heard that. What is Adobe Mud Hut? Well, I suspect that nobody is going to hire me for my interior design <laughs> skills, so I'll try to I'll try to stick to furniture tech uh, for now for a little while. Longer. No, I'm interested. You know what, I'm Quinn? Look at Quinn's that. just a little. He's a little upset. By the way, Quinn, you owe me twenty bucks because before the show, I said I'm going to bet you twenty bucks that somebody says Adobe Mud Hut on this episode. <laughs> so. I, 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 she meant light and airy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's uh, Garv and Leah. Thank you so much for helping us understand the possibilities. And I think that's so much of what we focus the show on is what's happening right now, where people are spending money, because those are trends. And what's happening right now with the pace of change and the rate of play that people need to be up to speed on. And I think uh, the Aperture is such a great vehicle for telling that broader story. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to learn more, if they want to see what it, see what these, uh, these images look like, see what the, the, the setup looks like, where can they go? Sure. So like you guys, we will be at Vegas market. We are located in building B space 1050, which is the HFA resource center. Um, we're going to be in booth 17 there. So right as you walk in, you'll see us, um, to the right. You can also go to our website, outwardinc.com. We're on Instagram at Outward Inc. So get in touch with us. If you're going to be in Vegas, please stop by. We'd love to see you. Um, And otherwise, you can track us down on social or by our website. Okay, so you're going to be in the B Building 1050, the HFA Resource Center. You can say hi to Shannon and Mark and Gaurav. What did did we miss? What do we leave out here? Um, I think that, you know... um, you know, one point that I'd like to make is that it, this this is super inexpensive. <laughs> it is very easy to afford. Um, you know, it's not just lip service that we are wanting to address um, a very wide range of customer profiles. So if it's a single store operation or if it's a national global uh, company, we think there's a compelling value proposition um, for them all. We didn't I, even talk about that cost piece. And so that's, that's refreshing to hear. And I tell you, anytime you do a full studio setup and you're doing set builds and set design and 
you've got all the different people involved. It's real money. It's real money. And I think that's a barrier. Absolutely. And, you know, our business model is that of a pure monthly subscription or annual subscription. We don't charge you for the hardware. We don't want to turn our customers into technicians. So all of that is provided uh, literally at no charge. And we simply activate the monthly fees. I, I want to add one other thing to that, Leah. I know the one of the cool things about your your system is you put something in the on the X marks the spot in in the system. And um, how many cameras are there? Because the cool thing is you shoot it, and then it it gives you how many angles. Like in just one press of a button, you have all these different angles. So the flexibility mm-hmm. in that to have multiple angles. I don't know if we really covered that appropriately. I just want to make sure everyone knows that. So that's number one. And then number two, and then I'll let you answer that when Kinsley can get us out of here. But I want everyone to know, I've known Leah for, I don't know, Leah, what, a couple years now. And so we've actually become friends. And I just want you to know, like for me, that matters. Like the people that you potentially could connect to and do business with, uh, these guys are awesome and delightful and the kind of people you want to work with. So I just want to say that because it matters, right? Anyway, so answer the question about the the number of angles. Thank you. We think you're really great. Too, <laughs> Thank um, you. But generally, you know, generally speaking, we're trying to solve big problems, right? This is only the beginning. We've got so much excitement to come. We're rolling out the product now, but we've got much more to come um, as we continue. And you're right. You can get no matter what's what type of angles you want. If you're a manufacturer and you're trying to cater to a lot of retailers, a lot of digital um, requirements, you can set up templates that keep things consistent, maintain that consistency, satisfy all of your channels. And you can do that now affordably and without spending all of your time on it. Okay. So I have one last question. I'll ask it so he doesn't have to. Mark Quinn would like to have the Aperture set up in his home and he would like to do daily updated headshots for his LinkedIn profile. Possible? I, I, uh, I can't, can't wait. Can't <laughs> wait. It's not, uh, you know, this is AI and ML based. So we really know how to recognize furniture items. Uh, I can't tell you, I can tell you that uh, at High Point Market, after a decent amount of cocktails, uh, our sales team has photographed themselves, so we can um, we can we can surely get uh, Quinn set up for uh, for a constant uh, headshot of the hey, day. Gaurav, no offense, I don't mean to be critical or criticize you on a show, but I think you've missed it here. I think this is the ultimate selfie machine. You can just go in it and just one button, just you know, pose for all. That's right. Furniture today, TikTok tomorrow. Hey, by the way, you guys are experiencing your, yeah, that's right, 10-year anniversary at Highport Market, so we're excited about that. Guys, we are so thrilled that you are on the show. Kinsley, anything else? Take us out of here. Hey, uh, Gaurav Sethi, uh, Leah Kirkland, you're both awesome. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for telling your story. We'll look forward to seeing you at Vegas Market and then coming out and celebrating the 10-year anniversary of Outward Inc. Uh, coming up at High Point Market later this year. Um, thanks so much. We gave you the website. Uh, and, and as always, you can go to fam.news and you can search for Outward and you can find out more about the company on the page where this is published. And of course, text us on our podium number anytime and we can stick handle it for you and get you connected to anybody from the Outward team. And thank you both so much for being here. Thank you, guys. We really thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You can bounce Have fun. on it. Oh, oh. Yeah, bounce with, bounce with. Oh.
What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. Is ice. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce Now, now we, we got, got it by the leader Well you take a spring And you wrap it up right You can sleep so smooth Or bounce all night yeah. Put two together Get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back You don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen To your mattress yeah. Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid if you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist store a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Nothing short of cheap. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Kitchen is charming when your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment. What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl wanna chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no! You need springs and foam, cause if that bowling ball don't bounce, you'll be sleeping alone. And if the bed don't react, then you can't get low. We got the type of bounce that won't spill your Merlot. So stick with us and you'll get rewarded. Cause I'm so gentle and I'm so supportive. Is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. Yeah.